Hello, everybody. This is Divine Inspired with Shantae Jones. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're having a good day so far. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Today's topic is called Check Yourself. Check Yourself. Check Yourself for Sin. But before we get started, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for waking us up this morning, Father God. Thank you for closing us in our right mind. Thank you, Lord God, for how you watched over us as we slept last night. Thank you, Father God, for having the angels camped around us as we, as we go up and down the dangerous highways and byways. Thank you, Lord God, for our life, our help, and our strength. Thank you, Father God, for meeting every need, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, because you're so good and you're so merciful and you're so worthy to be praised, Lord God. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't praise you enough. But Lord God, we want to give you praise, glory, and honor on today. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that everybody that tune in, Lord God, if they're burdened down, Lord God, I ask that you lift the burden, Lord God. Oh God, if they're depressed, Lord God, oh God, we pray, Lord God, that you give them peace that passes all understanding. Lord God, work whatever it is, work the situation out, Lord God. Whatever it is that your people may be going through, Lord God, work it out for them. Lord God, you said in your word, you shall supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory, which is in Christ Jesus. Father God, we're coming against sin on today. We're here to tear Satan's kingdom down. Oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, touch the heart of your people, Lord God. Help them to examine themselves, Lord God. Help them to check themselves and make sure, Lord God, that they're not willfully sinning against you, Lord God. Oh God, we pray, Lord God, that you speak through me, Lord God. Give me a word to give your people, Lord God, so your people can be delivered, Lord God, and set free. Oh, God, they can no longer be bound, Lord God, when they hear the word. The word is true. The word is real. And the word will set you free. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you in advance of how you're going to bless us, Lord God. Because we know we're going to walk in your word, Lord God. We're going to yield to your word. We're going to be a hearer of the word. We're going to first hear the word. We're going to be a hearer also a doer of the word oh god we thank you so much you lord god for your grace lord god we thank you so much for your anointing lord god oh god i ask that you fill your people up lord god with your with your holy spirit lord god fill them up lord god so they'll never be the same lord god because we know the holy spirit is a keeper uh, the Holy Spirit will keep us. The Holy Spirit will make us and mold us and teach us what it is that we need to know, Lord God. The wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord God. We ask him for revelation, Lord God. Oh God, we need you, Lord God, to open up our eyes so we can see, Lord God, in the realm of the Spirit, Lord God. Oh Lord God, make our ears keen to your voice, Lord God, so we can walk in not in our ways, but Lord God, we're going to walk in your ways, Lord God. 
Help us, Lord God. We asking for your help. We pleading out, Lord God, for your mercy. Lord God, give us another chance, Lord God, to get it right, Lord God. Oh God, oh God, don't let us die in our sins, Lord God. We need grace, Lord God, and we need mercy, Lord God. Help us to get it right, Lord God. Oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray that this word bless your people, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that your people never be the same, Lord God, and they will continue continue to thirst after righteousness. Lord God, you said in your word that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. Lord God, we know that this is your word. Your word is real. Your word is going to stand. Heaven and earth will pass away before your word fail. Lord God, we know we can stand on the word. We know we can depend on the word because the word will Will, 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 Lord God, place us on a solid rock. Lord God, you is our rock, our salvation. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for dying on the cross. Lord God, for our sins. We thank you, Father God, for how you hang from the 10th and the ninth hour. Lord God, we give you the praise and the glory for it. Lord God, you never said a mumbling word, Lord God. Oh God, we thank you, Lord God. We bless your name, Lord God. We give you all the praise and glory, Lord God. Because this day, Lord God, we will never be the same, Lord God. Because we're going to hear your word and we're going to also be a doer to your word. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do in our life. We thank you in advance because we're going to be a light that shine, Lord God. Oh, God, we're going to represent you, Jesus. And, Lord God, we're going to check ourselves. Lord God, we're going to check our own self, Lord God, because we know the word is going to cut us. It's going to cut us like a two-edged sword. Lord God, we're not going to be offended in your word. We're going to just try our best, Lord God, to get it right, Lord God. To get it right while we still got a chance. To get it right while the blood warm, running warm in our veins. We're going to get it right, Lord God. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord God, because we know that you're coming back, Lord God. you coming back for a church without spot or wrinkles, Lord God. And, Lord God, we don't want you to catch us with our work undone, Lord God. We want to do what you call us to do, Lord God. And we bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, and amen. Yes, we're going to check ourselves on today. We're going to check ourselves for sin. And when we hear the word, we're going to also apply it to our life. The, the key word here is, is lust. Lust. Let's go to the word of God and find out. What it what the word of God says about lust. First of all, we're gonna we're gonna read a little bit about David and Uriah and Bathsheba, and we're gonna read uh, a little bit about Nathan and the prophet Nathan. We're gonna read a little bit about Nathan and how he how God spoke to Nathan and Nathan prophesied uh, um, to 
David and told David what thus said the Lord. And so let's go ahead and go to the word of God. We're going to go to 2 Samuel chapter 11. That's right. We're going to go to 2 Samuel chapter 11. And we're going to start at verse 2. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. So we're going to read at the at verse two. And it reads second Samuel chapter 11, verse two. And it came to pass in an even tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent inquired after the woman. And one said, is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of the Amalek, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Verse four, and David sent messenger and took her and she came in unto him and he lay with her for she was purified from her uncleanness and she returned unto her house. Okay, let's back up. We're going to stop right now. We're talking about lust today. We're identifying lust today. King David came out and he stood on the roof. Okay. So when he stood on the roof, as David came on the rooftop, he saw a woman washing herself. And so when David was looking up on the roof, he, he saw that she was beautiful. See, the lust took root when he looked upon her naked body. That's when the lust took root. And so David just, you know, asked questions like, you know, he asked questions. Who is this woman? And somebody said, you know, that's Bathsheba. Basically, that's Uriah's wife. David should have stopped right there. He should have checked himself. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He should have checked himself right there. But he didn't. According to the scripture. Verse 4. It said. And David sent messenger. And they. And took her. And she came unto him. And laid with her. So. You know. David. He got what he want. He sent for. He had sex with him. You know. And also the scriptures say that 
you know, it it seems like she had just got finished with her uh, menstrual cycle because she was for, purified from uncleanness, you know. So that let me know that her menstrual cycle was not on. But let's go further. Verse 5. And the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. Let's go to verse 7. And when Uriah was come unto him, David demanded of him how Joab did and how the people did and how the war prospered. So, verse 8, And David said to Uriah, Go down to thy house and wash thy feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house, and there followed him a mess of meat from the king. Verse 9. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and went not down to his house. Verse 10. And when they had told David, saying, Uriah went not down into his house, David said unto Uriah, Come thou not from thy journey. Why then didst thou not go down into thy house? And in, in, in verse 11 says, And Uriah said unto David, The ark and Israel and Judah abided in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go into my house to eat and to drink? And to lie with my wife as thou livest and as thou so livest, I will not do this thing. So Uriah, so David took upon himself to go get Uriah out of the field. He, he sent messenger to go get Uriah out of the field and he told Uriah to go home basically and have sex with his wife and Uriah being a faithful soldier he was troubled in verse 11 he was troubled because he was saying basically my lord I know that's what you want me to do but you know everybody down there they're fighting they're finding it says in verse uh, seven, it said that the war had prospered. That meaning that the war was intense, that the that he felt like that they needed him on the battlefield. And he felt like it was wrong for him to go home and be with his wife and eat and drink and leave his fellow soldiers out there in the field. And they're still fighting. Uriah wanted to be a good soldier. That was just the best thing to do at that time. I feel sorry for Uriah. Because he, he really was faithful. Let's read on. 
verse 12. And David said to Uriah, tarry here today also and tomorrow and, and tomorrow and we'll let thee depart. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and, and the morrow. Verse 13, and when David had called him, he did eat and drink before him, and he made him drunk. And at and at even he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but went not down to his house. So David had another plan. David said, well, I'm going to get him drunk. And I'm going to send him home. So I know if I get him drunk, he's going to go home. Nope. He did. The scripture clearly say, but he did not. He went not down to his house. Verse 14. And it came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by hand of Uriah. Verse 15. And he wrote in the letter saying, set ye Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retire ye from him that he may be smitten smitten and die mm -mm -mm. so David had another plan okay first of all David told him go send messenger go get Uriah out the field tell him he need to come home and have sex with his wife because David already knew what he did. He saw Uriah's wife bathing on the roof. And he seen that she was beautiful. So he sent messenger to get Bathsheba. And Bathsheba conceived. So he wanted to cover up his mess. That's why we got to check ourselves. He wanted to cover up his mess. And so he got, got Uriah when Uriah came from the messenger and told Uriah, I need, basically I need for you to have, have sex with your wife. Uriah, Uriah want to be a faithful soldier. He want to stay out there and fight. So the second plan, he tried to get him drunk. Uriah still didn't go home. So this third plan he had, he wrote a letter. And he told, told them basically to put Uriah in the baddest battle and make sure, and make sure he died. That was the ultimate plan that King David had for Uriah. Verse 16, it says, and it came to pass when Joab observed the city. That he assigned Uriah into a place where he knew that valiant men were. And the men of the city went out and fought with Joab. And there fell some of the people of the servants of David and Uriah at Dahati and died also. So... It came to pass. The, the, the third plan came to pass. Uriah was killed in battle. And it, 
And it's so sad because it all started from lust. It all started with the eyes. It all started from looking upon somebody. In this case, Bathsheba wasn't doing nothing wrong. She was just taking a bath. But her nakedness caused the king to sin. But let's read on. Let's jump down to verse 26. Okay. Let's jump down to verse 26. And it reads. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. Verse 27. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house and she became his wife and bare him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Verse 27. Uriah was dead. Bathsheba heard that Uriah Uriah had died. Her husband had died. And she cried. I, I, I just can't imagine how she felt. I can't even imagine how she felt. But David also had another plan. When he killed her husband. He, desi he decided. The king decided. To take Bathsheba for his own wife. That's going on in today's society. People are looking upon people and they they start it first start with the eyes. It first start with lust. They see something attractive, so they start to um they start to fulfill they sexual fleshly desires because David done all of this David did not stop until Uriah was dead David did not stop until he got what he wanted and then on top of that she conceived so David had to keep doing stuff and trying to cover up what he had done Mm -hmm. Bathsheba conceived a son for David. But let's read on. Because I tell you, when you do things willfully, David done that willfully. He willfully took another man's wife. If you willfully do something, you're, you're not going to have the pleasure from it. You're not going to benefit from it. God will have the last say. Because it clearly say in verse 27 that the Lord was displeased with David's action. With all the things that he committed against himself. First of all, he defiled himself. And then he also defiled Bathsheba. Because I, I know she was probably saying to herself, well, the messenger sent for me to go to the king. So I know I got to go to the king because he the king. 
she couldn't fight that. He's the king. So she had to basically lay with him at that time back then. The king got what he wanted. When he wanted, how he wanted. And that's what today's people are doing. They want what they want, when they want, how they want it. And they don't care who they tear down. They don't care who they destroy, what family they destroy. They don't care what heart they break. Long as they get that desire, that, that sexual desire. That it first start by look upon someone in the wrong way. Like it says in James 1 and in and, and, and James 1 and 14, it says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. See, that's what happened to David. He was tempted. He was tempted by himself. Because think about it. By Sheba, she was doing what she was minding her own business. It wasn't like she was trying to be seen. She at that time, I guess that was the normal that you take a you know a bath on the roof, you know the sun high in the sky. You take a bath and drive. Down. I don't know if they had towels or whatever back in the day, but he drawn lust to himself. That was his own lusted desire he enticed himself he looked upon her and he said she was beautiful and he wouldn't stop at nothing until he got her that's why we got to check ourselves you got to constantly check yourself daily you got to check yourself yes 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 you got to check yourself you got to just stop and say wait a minute now what I'm doing is wrong now. I I I got a wife. Oh, uh, uh-uh. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her butt a little bit too hard. God forgive me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a husband, but man, I'm looking at that man's chest too hard. God forgive me. He real nice looking, but I know he got a a wife. Lord forgive me. I know she got a husband. Check yourself. Let's go on. So let's go to chapter 12. And we're going to find out what the man of God, the prophet, said unto David. Because remember now, God ain't pleased. Don't think you're going to get away. You're not going to get away. Uriah was where he was supposed to be. He was fighting. He was a soldier. He didn't do anything wrong. Even though he died and King David plotted against him until he got killed. Let me tell you, God going to have the final say. If you deliberately do something and think you're not going to get away with it, God sit high and he look low and he see all things. That's why you got to check yourself because don't think you're getting away with it because you're not. Let's go on to read and chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David 
And he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the one poor. You know who we talking about, right? Mm-hmm. We talking about David. David was rich. And then we're talking about Uriah. Uriah was poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing. Say one little ewe lamb, which he had brought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was upon him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and his own herd to dress for the welfare man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb mm-mm-mm, and dressed it for the man that was come to him. Verse 5. This is very interesting. Let's read. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man and he said to nathan as the lord liveth the man that had done this thing should surely die (laughs) that's what david said david said how could that rich man do that poor man like that and little did he know the prophet that god sent the prophet david nathan to tell David, what he had done wrong. Verse 6, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Verse 7, and Nathan said to David, thou art the man. Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. We're not even going to go back into uh, Saul. How Saul tried to uh, kill David. Saul was jealous of David. But the prophet sent here telling David how God brought him out. How God delivered him from the hand of Saul. Didn't nobody do it but the Lord. See, we do our stuff. We sin. And we forget where the Lord God done brought us from. God done brought us a mighty long way. He done brought us from some clothes called a lot of us. We we don't have some clothes called. We could have been killed. We could have been killed in a car accident. We could have been, somebody could have killed us with their bare hands. You know what I'm saying? When we went to the club, we could have got shot. We could have drunk too much and had an alcoholic. You know when you drink drink so much and you um you have get alcohol poison. Cause I I, I can um witness to that. One time I drunk so much alcohol, I said to myself, Lord, if you let me live, if you just let me live, I'm seriously. I felt like I was going to die. I had drunk just that much. God have kept us and delivered us out of so many things. 
you know, he don't kept us. And you know, we, we don't slip and dip. Especially when we went married, having sex with this person, that person. Y'all know y'all don't have more than one boyfriend. Y'all know y'all don't have more than one girlfriend. Now, come on now. You ain't just been with one person all your life. Come on, let's tell the truth. The devil is a lie. He don't want to know the truth. But we being set free today. We checking ourselves today. That, that's what's going on. The devil mad, but we don't care. We don't care about the devil. Because people are going to be free. People are not going to continue to live in sin. We're going to check ourselves. And it says in verse 8, And I gave thee thy master house, and thy master wives in thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and Judah. And if that thou been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such such things. So God had gave David a lot. Basically, Nathan, the prophet, is telling uh, David how God blessed him with different things and delivered him. And basically, he going to go and do this. God ain't pleased. God ain't pleased. It is what it is. We can't run from the truth. We cannot continue to run from the truth. Verse 9. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed. My God. Uriah. The Hitty. With the sword. And has taken his wife to be thy wife. And has slain him. With the sword. Of the children of Ammon. Mm, mm, mm. My God, my God. In other words, the Lord know what you done. The, the Lord know exactly what you done. <laughs> See, God would send somebody to tell you what you doing wrong. Like, I'm here. The word goes to me too. When I get on the podcast and when God give me a word to give to the people, I first apply it to my life also. I am not by any means excluded from the word of God. I take the word of God because I don't want to stumble. I don't want to fall. I don't want my soul lost. So this this word goes to me too. But it but God will send somebody to speak in your life. So God will let you know what you're doing wrong, but you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to take heed. You got to take heed to the word of God. It don't feel good. It's tight, but it's right. Let's go to verse 10. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from thy house because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah. The, the hitty to be thy wife. Verse 11. Thus said the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thy own house, and I will take thy wives before thy eyes and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of the sun. For thou didst secretly 
but I will do this thing before all of Israel and before the sun. Mm -hmm. David tried to get away with it. David tried to do everything in secret just because he was the king. But God clearly let him know through the prophet that what you done in secret, it coming to the light. What I'm going to do for, uh, what I'm going to do to you, how I'm going to chastise you. I'm not going to do it in secret. Oh God, I hear you, Lord Jesus. I'm sending the prophet to prophesy and tell you what's going to happen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. And verse 13 said, and David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord also have put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. 14. How about, because by this deed, thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blanch me. The child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. My God. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, Jesus. Have mercy. God don't send the man of God to tell David that that baby that, that by Sheba done conceived that she carried, it going to die. Let me tell you something. If you doing you you doing stuff, and you think you gonna you ain't gonna get away with it, I don't know how God gonna chastise you. I don't know how God gonna whoop you. I don't know how God is gonna whoop the hell out of you. But you will, you will, you will, you will know that God knows what you're doing. You can't hide. You can't hide from sin. You can't run and hide. God ain't going to let you get no peace. You ain't going to get no joy. You ain't going to prosper. Nothing you do will prosper. You're going to fail. Sin, you cannot get away with sin. The prophet is telling David that the baby going to die. Lord, have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. Verse 15. But the thing about it, though, in the scripture, it said, you're not going to die, though. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. See, God, God, God do what he want with his own. God said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. That's what he said. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. The prophet told David, you're not going to die, but your child is. Lord, have mercy. Lord, I want to get it right. I want to live holy. I want to do what you called me to do, Lord God. I don't want nothing to happen to my children. I don't want nothing to happen to my family, my loved one. Whatever it is you say do in the word of God, I will willingly do it with all my heart, mind, and soul. That's the kind of heart we need to have. That's the kind of sacrifice we need to do. A living sacrifice, holy, pleasing, and acceptable, and pleasing in his sight. My God, Jesus, Jesus, help us, Lord. Verse 15, and Nathan departed into 
his house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David. And it was very sick. Mm -mm -mm. Verse 16. David therefore besought God for the child. And David fast and went in and lay all night on, upon the earth. My God. Mm -mm -mm. Soon as the prophet spoke the word of God, spoke what thus said the Lord, my God, my God, the child became ill. Mm, 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 mm. And it, the scripture said the child became very sick. And so here go David. Lay out, I can just I can just imagine him, y'all. Laying out there in that flow, praying and crying out to God. See, see, we don't want nothing to hit our home. Or hit us when it knock us off our feet. Because we willfully, willfully now sinning. We know it's wrong. And we do it anyway. I can see if you didn't know it was wrong. You know right from wrong. You know right from wrong. My God, help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. My God, my God, my God. David laid down all, it said all night. Verse 17, and the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth. But he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. Mm. So the elders, those people, you know, an elder is someone that's been laboring in the Lord also. They went to try to get him up. Off the flow. They probably felt like something wrong with them, you know. But David wouldn't get up. Mm-mm. David wanted to lay out before the father and cry out for that child. Lord, have mercy. Remember, the child was very sick. David didn't want nothing to eat. Let me tell you something. God would take your appetite. Woo, Jesus, if you don't do what does say the Lord, especially those of you that have a calling on your life, if God don't call you to do a certain thing and you just choose not to do it because of what they may say, he may say, or, or they say whatever that he say, she say, and you just choose not to do it because of what they may say. I say it again. Ain't no way in the world, Lord, here I am. I stretch out my hands to you. Use me, Lord God, for your glory. Lord God, I know, Lord God, that the word of God said he won't put no more on us than we can bear. But sometimes he'll bring you down to your knees. Because God said he is a jealous God. He, you're not going to put nothing before him. You're not going to put nothing before him. Verse 18, and it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him. And he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself? 
if we tell him that the child is dead. My God, they were talking to the child. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But you know, you know, it's sad. But the word, the word, the word is true. The word is here to set us free. They were scared to tell David that the baby was dead. They were scared to tell him. I can't imagine. I'd be kind of scared too. They were scared that he was going to vex himself. That means just just not accept it. You know? You know, his spirit was just going to be all trouble. Because the child was dead. Mm-mm-mm. It said the child was dead. My God, my God, my God. Mm-mm-mm. But you know what? And you read on a little farther. And it goes on to say that David, after he asked a question, was the child, did the child, was the child dead, you know? And then once he found out that the child was dead, you know, he rose up. Verse 20 said, then David arose from the earth, washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel came into the house of the Lord and worship. Then he came into his own house. And when he required, they set bread before him and he did eat. Wow. It's not like he didn't know. It's not like he didn't know. The prophet Nathan told him what was going to happen. But I can imagine, you know, David just laying out there, laying out there before the Lord, hoping that the Lord was going to have mercy. But once it come out the mouth on the, of the prophet, that's it. God sent his prophets to warn. God sent his prophets to tear down. God sent his prophets to build up. The, the prophet built them up first. He told them, look, you know. You're not going to die. But that's building him up. Because he felt, David felt like, you know what I'm saying, the sin that he done, he felt like he was going to die. Mm-hmm. But your child going to die. You still going to suffer. You still going to suffer. So David accepted it for what it was. David said it is what it is. He changed his clothes. He arose, he, you know, and he anointed himself. He changed his clothes. He got up. He worshiped the Lord still. God said, in all things, give him praise now. In all things, we got to give God praise. We don't understand what God do sometimes. We don't understand what God do sometimes you know god chastise us god whoop us a lot of times he do things that don't feel good but he trying to save us those that have a hear a ear hear 
what the spirit is saying to the churches. Mm-hmm. David went to the table and started him. And it goes on to say that his servants just wondered why, you know, basically why, why David didn't nut up. You know, the average person would have nutted up when they find out that they, they, they child was dead. Basically, David dusted his hands off and, and, and went on head on with his line. And David clearly, he told him, he said, in verse 22, he said, and he said, while the child was yet alive, I fast and I wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious unto me that the child may live? But now, verse 23, he is dead. Wherefore, should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Mm-hmm. Verse 24, but you know what? God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. God always give us a chance. Even though he chastises us, he give us a chance. Because it, it, it says in the word that even though the baby died, David worshiped the Lord. And, you know, he gave praise to the Lord during that hard time. So let's see what he, what God did for him in verse 24. And David confronted Bathsheba, his wife, and went into her and laid with her, and she bared a son. And he called his name Solomon. And the Lord loved him. My God. See, God blessed him. Blessed him with a son, Solomon, and the Lord loved him. But David had to go through. David had to go through, but God is a just God. He's an all-knowing God. He know what's best for your life. What the devil meant for your bad, the Father God is turning it around for your good. What the devil meant for your bad, God is turning it around for your good. Your good. You know, the things that we need to do concerning lust. In Proverbs 6 and 25, it says, Lust not after her beauty in thy heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. Ladies, we all have uh, eyelashes. We was born with eyelashes. But um, some people wear the extensions of the eyelash. I'm not knocking you. I'm not knocking you for wearing your eyelashes because I like to wear them myself. But I only wear them every now and then because I wear glasses and I can't hardly see. So them eyelashes get in the way of me seeing and I got to be able to see. But anyway. When you put your eyelashes on, some of your lashes be so long 
and you when you put your lashes on you be when you be blanking your eye you know we blank our eyes without even knowing you know that we're blinking our eyes it's just natural for us to blink our eyes you you might not realize it but you're seducing people mm-hmm. you're seducing people with those eyelashes and now they make the eyelashes so long until they look fake they look like they look like you finna fly away they look like some bats like some bats on your eyelids you know and and people start lusting i say people come men and women Start lusting after your beauty because the eyelashes make you more attractive. And we got to check ourselves now. We got to check ourselves. We got to be careful of what it is that we're doing. We ain't going to get mad. We ain't going to get mad. We just going to check ourselves and try to get it right. And so... In Romans 13 and 14, it says, um, "Put, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. We got to put on the whole armor of God so we can be able to stand. Because the flesh want to do what it want to do. I'm going to tell you. The flesh war against the spirit. The flesh war against the flesh. And the spirit war against the spirit. The flesh. Yes Lord. It get it on on both sides. The flesh want the things of the flesh. Keep pulling on you. You need to go out here and you need to do this. You need to do that. Because I like the flesh saying, okay, that look good to me. That look good to my eyes. That make me feel good when I look upon this. The flesh telling you, okay, you need to go out there and you need to uh mess with this woman. You need to go out there and you need to uh go um uh, creep. You gonna need to go out there and you need to um uh have friends with benefits. Okay. That's what the flesh telling you. It wants you to sin. It wants you to fulfill those desires. The flesh. The flesh warring against it. The flesh don't want you to do what the spirit telling you to do. And the spirit, it war against the flesh. They pulling at one another. They are pulling at one another. But you got to put on Jesus Christ and make provisions. You got to make plans not to fulfill the lust. You got to check yourself now. It goes back to checking yourself. You got to check yourself because you cannot fulfill that lusty desire when you know what you're doing is wrong. Titus 2 and 12. Okay, Titus 2 and 12 said, this is what we need to do now. We checking ourselves. Remember, we checking ourselves. And it reads, Titus 2 and 12, teaches, teaching us that denying ungodly and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present world. Okay, 
We got to deny ungodliness. Uh-huh. We got to actually do these things. If it's not of God, I'm not going to do it. No, 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 no. I'm not going to take place in what the enemy trying to get me to do. It's ungodly. It's not of God. Smoking, drinking, having sex, fornication, adultery, lust, lying, cheating, stealing, gospeling, gluttony. It's not of God. Bite, bite, envious, strife, jealousy. It's not of God. It's ungodly. You got to deny those things. It's trying to take root. Yes, Lord, I hear you, Jesus, in your life. Those things of, of are of the world. Those are worldly lusts. We need to live soberly. We need to live soberly and righteously and godly in this world. In the, it says it in the present world. It's a way that we got to live. This is the scripture. I love the word of God because it correct you. Check yourself. Uh-huh. The word is checking us. The word check us. And then we turn around and check ourselves with the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the word. And it says in 1 John 2 and 17. We're we checking ourselves now. Remember, we're checking ourselves. And the word and the world passes away and the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever see see this world gonna pass away one day in the lust but we got to abide in the word Jesus said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, that's what we got to abide in Jesus and Jesus abide in us. It go both ways. You got to want Jesus because Jesus sure enough wants you. Let me tell you how he wants you. He already undone it, died on the cross for your sins. He wants you to have everlasting life. But you got to do your part. You got to let him in. You got to let him in. Come in and suck with you. Change you. Make and mold you in what he called you to do. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. We checking ourselves. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. We checking ourselves. Okay. A lot of times you're going to have all kind of thoughts. That come in your mind, yes, Lord, that's coming against the word of God. That's trying to come against your salvation. Mm -hmm. That's trying to defile the temple. Trying to defile Jesus Christ that lives inside of you. The scripture says to cast down imaginations 
and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what we got to do. We got to pull down those strongholds. We got to make it come in obedience with Jesus Christ. That's something that we got to do. We got to check ourselves. It's coming against the word of God. Anything that's coming against the word of God, you got to fight. You got to fight for your mind. You got to fight for your soul. You got to fight for your salvation. I'm telling you. Because the devil come to kill, steal, and destroy. He don't care nothing about you. I'm telling you. I'm a, okay, I'm going to tell you this then. I read in Revelation where they had to fight in heaven. Uh-huh. They had to fight in heaven. Michael, the archangel, had to fight in heaven, had to fight the devil. Uh-huh. They had to fight. They were fighting. And he got cast down out of heaven. You're going to have to fight. Yes, Lord. You're going to have to fight. It's not going to be easy. But we checking ourselves on today. We can set free on today. We casting down everything that's not of God. Every stronghold. Because the Bible says we wrestle against, not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places, against strongholds, against darkness, the, the rulers of this world. God, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, Lord God, to be obedient to you, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Your people want to be obedient to you, Jesus. Oh, God, they want to be obedient to you, Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to be obedient to you, Jesus, Lord God. Help your people, Lord God. Oh, God, help them, Lord God, to repent and turn from their wicked ways, Lord God. Oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, you're so worthy. You're so worthy to be praised, Lord God. Oh, God, you're so worthy, Lord God. We magnify you, Lord God. The wages of sin is death. And Lord God, we're not going to die in our sins. I prophesy right now in the name of Jesus that everybody that's under the sound of my voice, they will check themselves every single day. When they begin to have ungodly thoughts, when they begin to have to have want to desire ungodly desires sexual desires anything that's not of god ungodly things lord god they're gonna begin to check themselves because they have heard this word and this word is going to be embedded in their spirit lord god they're gonna carry this word with them everywhere they go and lord god in the mighty name of Jesus, I believe, Lord God, on speaking by faith, Lord God, that the word, the word is going to help them check themselves. Because the word is checking us. 
And we're going to check ourselves with the word. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's worthy of all the praise and glory. He is so worthy of all the praise and glory. I have to constantly check myself. I'm going to be honest with you. I have to check myself on a daily basis. You know how I check myself? I meditate on the word. I read the word. I check my word. The word check me and I check myself with the word. Uh Uh-huh. That's what it's going to be about. That's what it should be about. Every single day. The word. God is the word. We can't make it without the word. The enemy is trying to deceive us and make us think that what we see, yes, Lord, he said with our eyes, that is, is better. Lord God, help us to focus and read your word. Lord God, let us get filled with righteousness with your word, Lord. That's what we need. We need the word. Oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I prophesize, Lord God, when those thoughts come in their mind, Lord God, that the word of God will overtake those thoughts and they'll be able to see in the realm of the spirit, the word of God. Scriptures will be able to flash before their eyes, Lord God. Oh, God, when those thoughts come uh, upon them, that's not of you, oh, God. Because they're going to begin to check themselves daily with the word. Oh, God, I thank you, Jesus. I give you the praise. I give you the glory. I magnify your name, Lord God. God has given me an awesome gift. I, I I just magnify him. I give him all the praise and glory. And I know what I am. Because God has shown me some things in the spirit. And I see things um, God deal with me in the spirit realm. And I can see in the spirit. Um, So God showed me in the spirit darkness. Mm Mm-hmm. He showed me darkness and he showed me a spotlight. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a spotlight? Like say for instance, a helicopter shining a spotlight um, down in an area that's where it's dark. But anyway, I'm just trying to give you an example. But it was complete darkness and a spotlight. And it was like a a, a beaming um, light, light. And God gave me revelations from that vision that if you want Jesus Christ, you're going to have to go to the light. You're going to have to come to the light and stay in the light and walk in the light because we are in a world of darkness we are living in a world of sin because jesus is the way the truth and the life 
you gonna have to walk in the light. I prophesize today that you will walk in the light. You will be a light. You will be a light that sit up on a hill that shine. You will be peculiar. It's going to be something different about you because you're walking in the light. You are going to be just like Jesus. Jesus is going to use you for his glory because you're walking in the light. You are walking in the light and we got to be just like Jesus. We got to be a beacon in this sinful world. And I, I just thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I just pray that y'all have a blessed day. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. And I pray for you. Until next time. Bye-bye.